Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every day for at least about 12 or 13 minutes, and thereby help us stay strong in our faith and even strengthen our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps us to have a better mindset on how to deal with whatever the day may throw at us, to have more of a spiritual focus, and to stay connected in our relationship with God. Now, I can guarantee you, you know people in your life who need to change their thinking, their mindset. They need to start thinking about their spiritual needs and also their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them. You may help them turn their thinking around, turn their lives around. You may help them get on the right path in life that will lead them to eternal life in heaven. You can share it through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make up your mind. Share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. Help them in that way. We're talking about the spiritual blahs. Well, we all experience temporary, feel, temporarily feeling down and depressed, don't we? But that's a temporary thing for the most part. Kind of short-lived and then it's gone and we get more back in a positive frame of mind. But maybe you know people, maybe you're experiencing yourself, the spiritual blahs right now. Boy, during this time, it can really be trying emotionally, psychologically, but also spiritually. If there was ever a time in our lives when we really needed to be up spiritually, this would be certainly one of those prime times. We need spiritual strength right now. We've been looking at Paul's second letter to Timothy. And I've said, I've never really picked up on this, thought of it from this perspective, at least to this degree, before. But maybe Paul was actually dealing with a perception in his mind that Timothy maybe was kind of experiencing spiritual blahs, that he was kind of down and depressed spiritually, that he was kind of in the spiritual doldrums. And I think a lot of what we read in this second letter could be understood as being applied or at least having an application to Timothy's personal spiritual lives. Again, in chapter 1 and verse 6, we've talked about this a few times in this study. Paul says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. Stir it up. Maybe... Timothy was not using that gift as aggressively as he should. And Paul is saying, stir it up. Get it going again. Literally, the term in Greek means to rekindle, inflame one's mind, strength, zeal, like stoking the fires. And maybe that's exactly what Paul was trying to tell Timothy. You need to stoke the fires, your spiritual fires again. Get the flames going again. Well, Paul was or rather, Timothy was cut off from Paul, largely, because Paul was in prison when he writes this second letter. And maybe Timothy was just feeling down. My mentor, my spiritual father, 
We can't be together. Look, he's in prison. All of the good work that we've been doing together in serving the Lord, and he's in jail over it. I can't be with him. I don't have the opportunity to continually ask him advice and get perspective from him. And so maybe that's largely behind what Paul is writing in this second letter to Timothy. Now, he talks about those in chapter 3. In the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. We see those kinds of people all around us today, don't we? Now, we could say that in every generation, but we certainly see it around us today, and some people might think, yes, on a more widespread and more pronounced basis than I've been noticing in the past. Well, maybe so, maybe not so, but they're always there. And Paul says to Timothy, from such, turn away. Don't make these your close associates. Well, why? Because ultimately, the people we're around can have and will have some kind of effect on us. If they're good, positive, strong influence for righteousness and godliness and Christianity, they're going to help us be strong and, and, and be, grow in our faith. They're going to help us be righteous. And that's part of the principle behind Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 and 24, where Paul says we need to be strong and we need to encourage others within the Lord's church to be strong. And then in verse 25, how do we do that? How do we accomplish both ends? Not forsaking of the assembling of ourselves together. In other words, being together to worship God and study his word every time the church meets that we can be. And so don't be around negative influences, ungodly influences, worldly influences as your primary associates. And there are all those out there always who have a form, at least they talk about loving God and having faith in God and so on, but they're not living a godly life. They seldom, if ever, darken the doors of a church building, let alone study his word on a regular basis and try to really be an influence for Christianity to those around them. And Paul goes on and he says in verse 10 of chapter 3, you have carefully followed my doctrine, which means teaching, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Paul's reminding Timothy, you've been with me, You've seen, you know about all of these different things that I've gone through. But also, you have been taught my, my doctrine, that is, my teachings, that is, the teachings of Christ, my manner of life, my Christianity, my purpose, my faith, serving the Lord diligently, effectively, consistently, all of my life that I have before me, Long-suffering, that is my patience, 
my stick-to-itiveness, my love, my perseverance. You also know my afflictions, my persecutions. And those specifically, he mentions, those that happened at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. And he says, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. And so he's reminding Timothy and encouraging Timothy, the Lord delivered me out of all of those. All of those difficult times, those persecutions, those afflictions, he delivered me from those. And so maybe he's trying to tell Timothy, you can have the same kind of confidence that the Lord will deliver you from whatever persecutions you might have to experience in his cause. So hang in there and have confidence. Trust God. He'll be there with you. Remember when Jesus sent the apostles in the Great Commission? He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age of the world. Amen. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. God will be with us always as long as we're walking with him faithfully and obediently. Now, in verse 12 of chapter 3, Paul goes on and tells Timothy, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Now, that's going to come in one form or another. In our country, it's usually, by and large, not of the physical variety, but it can be emotional persecution. It can be psychological persecution. We may endure people being prejudiced against us, but persecution goes with being a faithful, dedicated Christian. Persecution of some kind. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Through faith which is in Christ Jesus, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so Paul says, sure, some negative things are going to come your way, even some persecutions. But you know the scriptures. You know that God will be there with you and that God ultimately will deliver you, and eternally so, when you're going to be with him in heaven for eternal life, eternal salvation eternal home with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. You know the scriptures. They led you to salvation, and they'll equip you for every good work that God has for you to do. Stay in the word. Stay in the word and grow spiritually thereby. We'll begin looking at the last chapter of this letter next time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, Father, please, please, Forgive us of our sins, gracious Father, and help us, Father, to not stumble in our faith. Help us to stay out of the spiritual doldrums 
to not be depressed spiritually, but to stay strong and help us to stay in your word, which can help us to stay strong and help us to be that example that you would have us to be of dedication and Christianity and godliness to everyone around us. Please, Father, we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.